Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very short version of Think Bad, Do Good, where we're going to talk today about the menu pass adversary emulation that we've built at Attack IQ. Um, and we built off research done by MITRE Ingenuity Center for Threat Informed Defense. And we have our illustrious guest, Jose Barajas. Hey, Jose. Hey, Jonathan. Good to be back. It's been a while. It has. In fact, we were just talking. It's been almost a year since it's been uh, almost our first a year. episode. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. I, th I, I think I, I, I had thought I had been on more on these, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, in the future, you're going to be, maybe we'll sign you up for once a week. How about that? <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds um, good. So the last time we were on, Jose, maybe your plants were like this much of the screen, but can you tell us first before we go into the emulation a little bit about your plants? Um, yeah, not much has changed. They're still there. They got a little brown. I, I kind of didn't water them as much as I should, but uh, I've been giving them more uh, loving care lately, so they're, they're getting better. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So we have a, a malware researcher who obviously has the attention to keep plants alive, which should, for all of us, um, speaks well of his attention to detail, which is good, and his, his commitment to uh, preserving life. So that's <laughs> Congrats on keeping your, your plants alive. Um, good. Okay, so let's dive in. So today we're going yeah. to talk about menu pass. Do you want to start by telling us a little bit about the Center for Threat Informed Defense's research? Yeah, absolutely. So the Center for Threat Informed Defense has been building upon the initial adversary emulation plans. I think that was one of the first things that we talked about. Uh, at that time, it was FIN6. Mm -hmm. uh, they took the work that they'd already done for APT29 and APT3 uh, as other projects that they've completed. And most recently, uh, from a net new perspective, MenuPass has been a target and at this point has been released uh, and essentially emulating known attacker behavior uh, specific to the MenuPass group. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And we are, we are participants in the Center for Threat Informed Defense and we're sponsors of its research, but we were not directly involved in this particular project, is that right? That's correct. Yeah, I, I, I shared uh, our cyber range, uh, so let some folks test there, but uh, didn't get to directly contribute to this one. Uh, there's still other projects out there and uh, we'll continue to contribute as well as, as those continue. Cool. Can you bring up the project plan so folks who are watching can see what it looks like? Yeah, let's take a look. That's great. See my screen, I take it? <laughs> yep, we got you. Awesome. Yeah, so here we have it, you know, menu pass, uh, the adversary emulation plans. Uh, for those of you that may have taken the, the course where we introduced the concept of emulation plans and how they're structured, uh, we'll be quite familiar with this, but uh, what you're used to is going to be found here from you know, quick description of who, who this actor is, who they're targeting, um, you know, to right jumping into the, the attack flows themselves so we can take a look at what the adversary is doing here uh, from an emulation plan perspective. That's great. Now, ManuPass is a... Um a criminal group based in China, and they've targeted a whole bunch of actors in across sectors. Can you talk a little bit about some of their strategic goals, what they're after? Yeah, um, you know, what was interesting about this uh, actor was that they didn't necessarily go directly for the target in this case. Mm -hmm. uh, what they actually did is they targeted um, different organizations that were servicing their target. Uh, in this case, third-party MSSP is an example that are typically provided access to RDP or other means such as, such as that. So by compromising this third party, you know, other organizations are compromised, meaning uh, as an MSSP was targeted, compromised, 
those RDP credentials and access that they had into those environments that they were supposed to protect were now the, the way that the attacker uh, got in. In this case, that was the, the primary method that the research found uh, was leveraged here. Great. I think it's important to, to talk about here that they, their objectives, as you can see in the second sentence here, are aligned to um, the People's Republic of China's five-year plan, the strategic objectives within that. So they may, they may be separate and distinct from the government, but their objectives are aligned to that of the People's Republic. Great, so why don't we um, pull this down and Jose, you can walk us through the, the capabilities that we've got. Um, so as, as, as like a brief description, so maybe over to the, um, to the Attack IQ platform, I think. As a brief description, so for those of us who aren't familiar with Attack IQ, you're on our website, so you, we hope that you are, but we, we build adversary assessments and adversary emulation plans to run scenarios against your cybersecurity controls to test their effectiveness. And that's why we, we, we use the MITRE TAC framework. We're very, we work in very close partnership with, with MITRE, MITRE TAC and MITRE Ingenuity, as we've just talked about. And here we've got um, a, an anatomic engine, which is multi-stage comprehensive attack uh, emulation. And so that's what we're doing here with many classes, at least is my understanding. Jose, correct me if I'm wrong. No, I think, I think you explained it well, Jonathan. Essentially, uh, you know, we've provided our customers the ability to take, you know, individual MITRE TTPs uh, and, and include them as part of an entire, what we call an attack graph. Um, you know, that comes from a DAG specification for those that are familiar with that. Uh, and essentially describing what the attacker uh, would do in what order uh, and what decisions they would make or alternative procedures they would leverage uh, at any stage of the attack. That's awesome. So can you, can you zoom in at all and show us what, what we have going on here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what we have going on here essentially is we want to capture essentially what the adversary emulation plans are describing. Uh, MITRE's again done a lot of work here along with other of the center participants to put together these plans to help uh, the analysts follow through step by step to see how their environments would respond. So what we've done here is just used our framework to just replicate step by step uh, exactly what they've described here. And as you can see, uh, for those of you following along, um, you can take a look at the adversary emulation plan. Mm -hmm. Focused on quick here scenario one, and we can see step by step how we're going to recreate these actions, right? All the way from uh, the, the initial point all the way to the end. So let's take a look at this cool. here. That's awesome. Now, in terms of these red and the green lines, the red line represents when the attack was not prevented or that specific behavior was not prevented. Green represents when it was actually stopped or prevented. One of the first things the attacker does is initiate a bunch of different discovery behaviors. So the, the two lines moving forward basically means that we're gonna try these regardless. Just like the attacker, they're gonna try a variety of different actions, you know, maybe three out of five, four out of five, or all of them will be successful allowing the attacker to find a number of different contexts as part of that process. So we've gone ahead and done that all the way up until we get to the point where we now have a decision point from the perspective of the attacker. Now that they've tried to collect as much information as possible, they're trying to actually set themselves up for persistence. And we actually are gonna capture that here and recreate that to tell you what path would have been possible assuming this behavior occurred in your environment. We can talk a little bit more about that, uh, but honestly, if you have any questions. That's awesome. So basically it's like, they're gonna move through this chain until you would just assume that the adversary is going to move through this chain until they can break through, or they're just gonna keep trying. 
And the anatomic yeah. engine allows you to string all the tactics together, the attack tactics mm -hmm. together to run this campaign. And then the red line shows you when it's been prevented or detected. And the green line shows you whether it's been prevented. Is that right? Correct. That's exactly yeah. right. Um, and, you know, at, at this point, if we follow the adversary emulation plans and, you know, as we look at this graph, what the attacker's, attacker's intent has been so far is really trying to collect a number of information as I've just talked about. At this point, you know, before the attacker moves on and, and you know, maybe risk getting caught uh, uh, as they're exfiltrating the data, they're going to try to do some form of persistence or lateral movement, and we can see those actions uh, being captured here. Essentially, the attacker will first try lateral movement through, as you can see, PA exec, a known methodology as described by MITRE. Um, if that's not successful, we're going to go ahead and try to do it via the remote desktop protocol, as you can see here. If we're not successful there either, we can go ahead and attempt these two alternative procedures to attempt to do some degree of persistence. By going through this process and codifying essentially the same steps that the attacker would have taken, the idea is that we can help our customers understand what would have been possible in your environment, what policy changes could be modified and actually showcase what that impact will be. Meaning as I turn on this policy, I now get stopped you know, back here versus letting the attacker attempt all these different methodologies. And that's exactly what we wanna help our customers understand. That is awesome. And you can see how uh, like a number of different defense capabilities could be tested against this scenario, right? Like anyone who's trying to, who has a, a defense capability to prevent lateral movement, we would run this scenario against your defense capability. And our purpose then is to validate whether it works. That's what we do at Attack IQ. But the really neat thing is that this is an automated chain. So let me ask you, so each one, if it fails, does it then automatically move to the next one? Yeah, that's how we've actually, um, you know, set it up. In this case, if there's no way to actually, you know, move laterally, then the, the attack is going to get stopped at that point. You know, uh -huh. once the attacker runs out of alternative procedures, essentially we're going to say, hey, you know, these are the five uh, ways that the attacker would have attempted to accomplish this phase. And mm -hmm. you've been able to successfully prevent all five of them. Uh, if we're able to get to that point, uh, that's essentially what we'll highlight to the customer. We've stopped it here. Uh, yep. But as you can see, we can continue on, uh, you know, if we don't stop it at the lateral movement piece, uh, maybe as part of the staging or exfiltration piece, we can verify and see that those attempts, uh, assuming the attacker got this far, are also being identified and managed as expected as well. That is really neat. And um, can you talk a little bit about, within the anatomic engine, um, we've built this capability to test AI, artificial intelligence, and machine learning-based cyber defense technologies. Can you, have we seen anything in here that, um, that focuses on that particular aspect? I'm actually, I don't know, so it's a legitimate question on my part. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. or I'm not just leading you here. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's definitely a legitimate question. There's a number of technologies in our space that you know, definitely talk about ML, AI, and you know, a very simple application of that is building reputation, right? So as we're doing this behavior and, you know, maybe by doing a simple discovery here, a simple discovery there may not be uh, something that you should be alerted on, it may not be something that should be detected on, because that's just going to create that fatigue that we've been dealing with year over year. Uh, but if we notice a lot of behavior occurring, all occurring on the same machine, and especially something that typically doesn't occur, we expect these solutions to have that reputation build up and then identify that something suspicious is happening and essentially ring the door alarm. Uh, and by actually invoking things in this method, 
we moved from just testing individual unit tests of our control capabilities to a more of a, how does it look as part of a larger set of behaviors, or in this case, uh, an adversary emulation plan of menu paths. That is a wonderful statement of what our new IDA architecture does, right? Like we've moved from anatomic testing, which is a single point in time test that like we were, for a long time at Attack IQ, we ran these kinds of atomic, atomic tests, mm -hmm. single ones into the mm -hmm. anatomic testing process, which then within an AI ML-based defense capability, because the adversary is behaving in this comprehensive manner and trying all these different behaviors, it can mm -hmm. tip off the AI and ML-based uh, analysis. Correct. It's really interesting. Correct, and, and what, I, what I will say and clarify a little bit is we've always been able to you know, change this behavior in this way. All of these were individual Python packages. We're an open framework here at Attack IQ, so our customers we're able to accomplish this in Python and chain these types of attacks together and recreate this. What we've done is we've abstracted our customers from that and just make it easier, easier for us and easier for them to capture these behaviors, codify them so that we can spend our time focused on finding the gaps and addressing those versus building out additional things. So really speeding up the ability for our customers and ourselves to just uh, more quickly and rapidly emulate these behaviors in the, to a very uh, fine detail. Idea. So in other words, we're we're automating the, the, the work now for them in a way that they used to have to do it themselves previously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. This should help, help. This obviously will help the customers quite a bit. That's mm -hmm. terrific. Um, and this is obviously just one emulation plan that we have. Um, can you name mm -hmm. some other emulations, some other multi-stage emulation plans that we have? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, definitely the work that we did, I was directly involved in the FIN6 emulation plans, for example. We've codified that in the product. Uh, we've done the same with the work that the center has published around APT29 as well. Um, and, and of course, we're developing other uh, threat actors as, uh, as we see fit and as um, we see, observe in the wild. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's very interesting, Jose. And uh, you can pull your, pull, you can stop sharing your screen so we can see your face. Um, sure. Yeah, uh, I learn an immense amount from you every time I get to talk to you. It's awesome. Um, Thanks, Martin. And uh, we got to do more of this. This is really, really edifying. So, for anyone who has questions for Jose, um, you can email at us. Email us at info at attackiq.com and just say okay. question for Jose uh, and ask him there, um, and, and he'll field it. And we'll we'll have you on again here very soon. I think let's do another one um, to walk through more of the anatomic engine and see how it emulates the adversary. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Jonathan. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Anything else you want to add before we go? Um, no, not at this time. I mean, uh, I think uh, Academy hit one year uh, this week. I think that's something uh, notable to <laughs> to mention. Um, I really appreciate all the folks that have been attending those coaches. Uh, you know, it's been. Great to hear the feedback and I'm glad that as a company we're, we're giving back. So I uh, just wanna call that out, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's <Keith>. true. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Keith. Keith Wilson is our director for, for Academy. It's done a remarkable job. Um, you know, Jose, actually, that's a good point. The first podcast you and I did was about a year ago and then we did Fin6, which was about, I don't know, five months ago. So this isn't, it's not been a whole year. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, <laughs> good. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. Tune in again soon, everyone. Bye. Take care, everyone. Bye.